For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We got our guy Isaac Feldman here who used to work with us. He yeah. works at the Sports Network. He fought last week and won. Winner by knockout from Long Island, New York, Isaac Feldman. Here's the problem with that. Now with the proliferation of MMA. Yes. You ain't got anybody. You have no idea. Because that dude, Isaac, who's a great kid, yeah. you'd look at him and go, I'll probably have this guy. I can handle this guy. He'd kill Meanwhile, you in 30 what? seconds. What? Right. Hey! And they're like, I had the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ike to Gone. What's up? Welcome back. Ike Dagon is here. Ike Dagon number 10, episode 10. No review, no clip bait, no eerie, monotone, mind, body, soul podcast. Ike Dagon's here, previewing UFC 246. Big event. McGregor's back. Cowboy Cerrone. Holy crap. It's finally here. Resolutions. I'm going to try... Not to curse as much. We'll see how getting long that lasts. And I'm going to try to read a book a month. And exercise as always. So I know you say, oh, a book a month's not that much. But trust me. My attention span it is. You know. So, UFC 246. Conor McGregor comes back. 15 months out of competition. Yes, I'm wearing green. It's a McGregor fight week. So what? What are you going to do about it? I think that was a uh, Middle Eastern accent, but McGregor fight week. I feel like it's only proper to wear green for it. I'm sure Cerrone, Cerrone, Cowboy Donald Cerrone has some Irish in there, so it's for both of them. McGregor out 15 months from competition. Cowboy fought four times in 2019. He beat Alex Hernandez about a year ago. Uh, UFC first event on ESPN. TKO'd Alex Hernandez. Fast forward to May. He beat Al Iaquinta. Raging Al Iaquinta. Long Island's own Al Iaquinta. It was a tough fight for Al. Cowboy dominated five rounds beautifully. Showed an arsenal, an array of weapons and strikes. Head kicks, low kicks, jabs, uh, pressure, pace, accuracy, execution. It was a fantastic performance by Cowboy. And what does he do? He screws it up by being Cowboy. Five weeks later, he fights Tony El Kukui, the boogeyman, Ferguson at UFC 238. So it was May 4th against Ally Quinta and then June 8th against one of the best fighters in MMA history in Tony Ferguson. So... A little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but 
that's cowboy. He will fight anybody in a parking lot. He will wakeboard the week of a fight. He will snowboard. He'll fight somebody on a beach. He'll do it all while he's drinking Budweiser, and then he'll go fight somebody. So it was cowboy being cowboy, but cowboy being cowboy hurt him in the end because he lost that fight. Who knows if it was an accumulation of damage that led to the stoppage in the fight. Tony Ferguson jabbed uh, Cowboy's head off. Cowboy does the cardinal sin and fight, and he tries to blow the blood out of his nose. And apparently if you hold your nose when it's already just a faucet of blood, uh, your eyeball will blow up because the pressure has to go anywhere. Similar to the Alien movie with uh, Sigourney Weaver. So pressure is not good when you're bleeding. Don't try to blow it out your nose. But Cowboy loses that fight. We all know what's going on with Tony Ferguson. He's fighting Khabib in April at Barclays Center for the UFC lightweight title. Three months later, Cowboy decides to fight another dangerous striker, the heavy-handed, heavy-legged, or heavy-footed striker in Justin Gaethje, and it doesn't go well. It seems like there's something a little off mentally, like he was missing something in that camp or inspiration or motivationally going into that fight, but he loses to Justin Gaethje, who is now eyeing a fight, a title fight at the lightweight division. So he fought Tony Ferguson, who's fighting for the lightweight championship, and Justin Gaethje, who's the number one contender after that lightweight championship fight. And Cowboy lost both. So he went 2-2 two and two in 2019. And to rewind all of this, after he got his first win in 2019 against Alexander Hernandez back in January, about a year ago, Conor McGregor tweets, Donald, I think you're the guy. He, I don't remember the exact wording of the tweet, but he saw an opportunity with Cowboy. The rumor was that they were trying to fight in July. It was going to be co-main event. It probably wasn't. Uh, there's obviously some negotiations going on there. In between that time, in March, McGregor retired. Uh, there were some sexual allegations hanging over his head, and that probably forced him out a little and kind of gave the UFC some leverage in negotiating and and it didn't help that McGregor broke his hand in training. And Cowboy is Cowboy. He's going to take a fight. He's not going to wait till July if it's not guaranteed. He probably would have waited till July from January till July if the fight was guaranteed because it would be the biggest payday of his career, the most attention, and the biggest opportunity for him. So I'm sure he would have waited. But Connor's being Connor, and he was a businessman, and Cowboy's being Cowboy, and he's a crazy man. So. They both did what they had to do, but luckily Cowboy is so popular, and because of his in-cage performances, he has the most UFC fights of all time, 33, the most UFC win bonuses, the most UFC wins, just record after record after record, and Conor I had a huge opportunity, which is now January 18th, UFC 246, and says, I will I will cheers you, bro. I know you're Budweiser. I'm whiskey, but there's still money to be made. I think it's perfect. Connor's thinking 15 months out. He just fought Diaz, Alvarez, Mayweather, Khabib, huge monumental main, main event fights, and he won some. He lost some, but... 2019 was 
Now, this is his quotes, was a learning year and a chance to wipe the slate clean. And now he eyes Cowboy as the start of a season. He said multiple times, public forums, one-on-one interviews, that he wants to make 2020 a season. He wants to fight two, three, four times. He wants to step in on short-notice fights. He wants to fight for titles. He wants to obviously expand the business and the brand of the McGregor train that is and the McGregor, that brand that is, this international colossal brand, especially if he gets a title fight, win or lose, he's just going to gain the respect of the hardcore MMA fans and obviously gain all the casual eyeballs for that title fight, whether it's the BMF title, Jorge Masvidal, whether it's the UFC welterweight title, Kamaru Usman, or whether it's the UFC lightweight title in Khabib Nurmagomedov, which be... A monumental rematch. So McGregor's eye in 2020 as the season for business, for competition, and for a chance to prove to himself that he still got it. And he handpicked Cerrone at the perfect time. If you pick Cowboy after a win, after not taking much damage, that might have favored Cowboy a lot more, but Cowboy faced a lot of rounds. Let me do the math real quick. Uh, eight, ten, ten plus rounds in 2019. McGregor's fresh. Hasn't fought in 15 months. When he was worn out from wrestling camp against Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's fresh. He's not fat. He's in shape. You're hearing his camp and his corner and his coaches all in favor of McGregor taking this fight and being sharp and there. Really looking to showcase McGregor's newfound skill set, but I don't know. Seeing is believing. I really want to see what McGregor does. Does he fade? Does he get into the same habits? Is he going to be overconfident if he lands a heavy strike on Cowboy early? This Cowboy still got juice in the tank. Is this a victory lap for his career? I already listed some of the records that he has in the UFC. Is this just a opportunity to expand his brand and expand his sponsorships and just kind of make the biggest paycheck he ever, he's ever made and secure his grandchildren's future? Or is this opportunity of the underdog? Is a chance for Cowboy to make everything that he's worked for in his UFC career Just gratifying it, just putting a stamp on it and tell his story, tell his story to a broader audience and not just be a highlight reel walking into this fight and a being on the end of somebody's highlight reel leaving this fight. I don't think he wants to be a stepping stone for McGregor. So you're going to get a great performance from Donald, even if he's nervous, even if he starts slow. I don't see him going out with one shot. I think he's better than that. I think he's put a lot of money into this camp. He's a risk taker, and you're telling me that he's going to get 5 to 10 to $15 million in a fight. He's going to pay it forward and pay it back to himself. He's going to give it to his trainers. He's going to fly in specific boxers, specific styles, karate, taekwondo, karate, taekwondo, boxing. Uh, smack talk, whatever style you say McGregor is, Cerrone will prepare, will 
prepare, combining two words because of the next word, prepare properly. No pun intended. But he's definitely going to be a well-oiled machine come January 18th. And I don't see the fight being easy for McGregor. He's going to have to earn it. Again, watch out for McGregor landing that first early heavy strike. Now let's see if he gets overconfident. Let's see if he's patient. He's saying that patience, it's a skill that he's learned, that he's learning, that he's evolved. Let's see if he's patient. He's shown in his past that he can be unpatient, that he can rush Nate Diaz and gas out in the second round, that he can rush Mayweather and gas out in the seventh, eighth, and ninth round and get knocked out in the tenth round. We've seen that patience is a flaw of his and gas tank is a flaw of his, that he throws everything behind the strikes and he doesn't think about later, that he miscalculates, that he's too confident, that he's overconfident. He's always going to be confident. But he's searching for that pure confidence. If he takes out Cowboy Cerrone, first round, I mean, he's going to be talking, but we're not going to be seeing what changes he's made and the gas tank and what new skills. I think a bunch of people will say, I told you so, that Cowboy's a little stiff. He's a walking target for McGregor to knock out. And it was just an easy layup fight for McGregor to get started in 2020. I want to see McGregor evolve. I want to see him be patient. I want to see him pick apart his opponent like he did against Nate Diaz in the second fight where he showed cardio. He went five rounds where he showed in that fourth round that he could overcome adversity. Let's see growth. Let's see it. I'm not going to be too impressed if he walks in there and knocks out Cowboy in the first round. That will be because of Cowboy's accumulated damage in 2019. And you could say that Cowboy didn't prepare properly and he didn't warm up properly and he's nervous and he shrunk under the spotlight i don't think that's going to happen i think that there's a low percentage of mcgregor knocking out cowboy in 30 seconds or the first round or the second round this fight's at least going three or four mcgregor's coaches hinting that he might throw up a guillotine or some jujitsu out cowboy huh let's see that let's see a fourth round stoppage from mcgregor i don't think we've seen any power of his Translate into the later rounds. If he doesn't get it done in the first two rounds, the first eight minutes, ten minutes, then it's he loses a lot of steam behind his punches. But let's see. I don't I don't know. I don't know. He's looking thick. He's looking strong. But again, bigger muscles means a lot more blood has to flow to the muscles. And Cowboy can pace himself and can walk through a lot more fires than McGregor can put out. So, I think Cowboy's going to be smart. I think he's going to survive that first round, the onslaught. McGregor might even not even go for the early onslaught. Again, he might want to prove to himself that he's in this for the long run. He's not going to gas out. Cowboy's no slouch. And Cowboy's been in a lot of wars and fought the best of the best. It'd be wise for Connor to not get overzealous if he lands early, not get too giddy and feel like 
He's invincible if he lands early. Be wise. Pick to the body. Low kicks. In and out of danger. A perfectly timed... Let's go back to Conor McGregor, UFC 194 against Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo had all the tools. Very similar to Cowboy. Good jiu-jitsu. Good wrestling defense or counter-wrestling. Good punches. Good kicks. Good endurance. Good will to win. Jose Aldo and Cowboy have very similar skill sets. But McGregor... What did he say following that fight? Precision beats power. Accuracy beats speed. Let's see. Let's see if he can do something to set up Cerrone. That isn't just a classic pressure fight. That's something more beautiful and pure to martial arts. That would be... The rare occurrence, if we could get that out of McGregor. A pure martial artist again. That dates back to four years ago, 2015, 2016, McGregor, where money was coming into the picture, but he still respected the game. Does he respect it now? And a fun stat that I just wanted to confirm. I believe McGregor is... 4-0 since 2015 when he walks out second. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. When he walks out first, meaning he's the challenger. Chad Mendes won. Jose Aldo, he won. Nate Diaz, the second time he won. Eddie Alvarez, four. When he walks out second, when he's the challenger, when he's the hunter, not the hunty, when he's hungry, not fat, when he's humble, not cocky, when he's chasing. McGregor's been a better fighter. I mean, he did lose to Khabib walking out first, but he had a whole smoke show. He was doing his billion-dollar Vince McMahon strut with the smoke show of Game of Thrones. He did walk out first, but that was disappointing. He was drinking 10 days before publicly. Who knows what he was doing privately. We saw him toast with Dana White at the UFC 229 press conference, and he says he hasn't drank in three to four months. I don't like the, the month window that he says three to four months. You either know the date or you don't. And his vice is drinking. He's obviously a businessman in the whiskey business, but this should be an easy one. If you're a professional athlete, if you're the elite of the elite, the Cristianos, the Tom Brady's, the Tiger Woods, the Conor McGregor's, drinking shouldn't be an option. You're ready eclipsing, maybe. This is the second leg of McGregor's career. He could eclipse Mike Tyson. I'm not saying he is eclipsing Mike Tyson. If he proves that he can come back and that he's cleaned up his act in 2020 and that he's going to be back in training after he wins, he says he's going to win Saturday night and he's going to be back in training Monday. Let's see it. Let's see it. 
I used to pick McGregor in all the fights. Chad Mendes, Jose Aldo, both Nate Diaz, Eddie Alvarez. I picked McGregor in Floyd Mayweather's fight. I initially picked Khabib, and then I changed it to McGregor. He won me over so much with that rise to stardom and to championship the championship status that I was a huge McGregor fan and shill and defended him and kind of plotted my fight night around the way McGregor willed his fights and wins into existence. And I credit a lot of him for helping me find the confidence. But I'm not a scumbag, disrespectful businessman right now. McGregor's got a lot to prove, and it's tough to pick him because I think he is going to win against Cowboy Cerrone. But I want to see the next opponent, whether it's the Masvidal, the Gaethje's, the Usman's, the Tony Ferguson's, the Khabib's. That will test his true martial artist self. This could be a nice celebration for a martial artist and we'll find out if the sun is rising or setting on the McGregor career so is my light bill I think I need to pay electric we paid this month no alright so I need to wrap this up before the sun goes down uh, let's see if I look at the way the sun is setting in the shadows. It's about five o'clock. Okay. Need to get this going. So let's start from the lower half of the card. Nazrat. Hakbarest. Hakbarest. Nasrat Hakbarest. A... UFC TriStar, excuse me, a TriStar gym trainee. He trains under Faraz Sahabi, which, if you guys don't know, he's the head trainer for George St. Pierre, Rory McDonald, Olivier Aboun Moudier, all those French Canadians. Nasrat is a fast riser. He's a fun striker. He's an Afghani-born fighter that lives now in Canada. He's a.k.a. the nickname for Baby Kelvin. Takes on Drew Dober. And I'm picking Nasrat. There's a lot of potential with him. He trains under a great team. And he's highly talented and very patient, very skilled. And I think that's an easy win for him. The next fight, Askar Askarov against Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott... Well known because of his fight against Demetrius Johnson. He came off the Ultimate Fighter. His prize was you get to fight the champion and one of the greatest fighters of all time in Demetrius Johnson. He did not get that done. And since then, it's been a, a downward slope. Askar Osarov is a champion in Europe and doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, but he's coming over here to make some noise and step over everything that Tim Elliott's done and his name on the map and I think he will so I'm going Nasrat Askar the next fight Andre Feely against Sadiq Yusuf Andre Feely a heavy striker kind of a 
messy fighter in the sense that he didn't have his career figured out. He's a team alpha male fighter, and we know that whole camp likes to party and kind of be a little loose around the edges. And this is how team alpha male trains. Love my neighbors, love my neighborhood. Andre Feely is going against Sadiq Yusuf, African native who's worldly talented. He's on a roll. He's got a couple wins under his belt, a couple finishes under his belt. Feely's been a veteran in the UFC and in mixed martial arts and against high competition. He's fought Max Holloway. He's fought Artem Lobov. He's fought Alice Caceres. Uh, Andre Feely's fought the who's who in featherweight. Does Sadiq Yosef make it his night? Yes. 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 Sadiq Yosef gets it done against Andre Feely. So I'm picking the prospects, baby. Now, Roxanne Matafari against Macy Barber. Macy Barber, a young up-and-coming fighter. One of the um, brightest stars or up-and-coming stars in the UFC. She trains under Factory X out in Denver under Mark Montoya with the Camozzi brothers, with Steven Seiler, with Anthony Smith. Macy Barber is talking the talk and walking the walk. She's walking through her opponents. She's young. She's vibrant. She's marketable. She's calling out Paige Van Zandt. She has her eyes on a title in early 2021 or late 2020. She's working with Ben Askren. She takes on the lovable, the friendly, the kind, the very positive Roxanne Modafari. And a veteran is Modafari. And it's a fun fight. It's a huge step up in competition for Macy Barber. Does Macy get it done? Does she gas out earlier? Does she pace herself and not put it on too early? There's a lot of pressure and there will be a lot of eyeballs on her. This is the main event in the ESPN portion of the card and the UFC has stacked this portion of the card with prospects and fights that have huge potential and can be stepping stones towards a title fight in each respective division I'm going Macy Barber so I'm going all prospects Barber, Yusuf, Askarov and Nasrat I have trouble with his last name moving on to the main card the theme of this card is title holders, title challengers, and the underdogs. You got Anthony Pettis against Carlos Diego Vejeda. You got Claudia Gadella against Alexa Grasso. Uh, Alexia Linick against Maurice Green. Holly Holm against Raquel Pennington. Conor McGregor against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. In these if you hear correctly, you could probably just recognize the ladder of the fights that I just rattled off. Holly Holm, Conor McGregor, Anthony Pettis. Three former champions. Is it going to be the night of the underdogs? Maybe. Or is it the night of the champions? Does Pettis come out? Does Holly Holm come out? McGregor come out? Stomp their foot down and say again to the people, this is my cage. This is my octagon. Don't think I'm just a businessman or businesswoman. 
Remember that I am a fighter and fighting has gotten me everything that I've worked for. So let's run through it. Anthony Pettis, Carlos Diego Ferreira. Anthony Pettis coming off a tough fight against Nate Diaz. Had a up and down 2019. Knocked out Wonderboy in March. Lost to Nate Diaz in August. UFC 241. Carlos Ferreira is a young up-and-comer. A lot of people may not know his background, but he's getting a huge opportunity in a fight against Anthony Pettis. And if he comes through, a lot of people will recognize his name. I'm going to go Pettis in this. It's back down the lightweight. His gas tank should be there. There should be no excuse for him. The next fight, Claudia Godella against Alexa Grasso. Claudia Godella in training. She's looked fabulous. She's obviously fought with the who's who in the women's strawweight division. Alexa Grasso hasn't cracked through. She's fought great competition, but she's never beaten the competition at the UFC women's strawweight division. I'm going with Claudia Godella in this fight. It kind of just rolls off the tongue if I say it nicely enough with some of these fighters' names. Claudia, uh, Alexei Olenek, the heavy Russian grappler, the Russian bear, as they say, against Maurice Green, who is very rangy, has good strikes, heavy hands, medium gas tank, has, has not been put in the spot to show his grappling, but I'm going to go with Olenek in this. I feel like Olenek, once he gets his hands on him, the fight will go to the floor and the fight will end quickly. Holly Holm against Raquel Pennington. Denver native Raquel Pennington, former title challenger Raquel Pennington. She did better against Amanda Nunes than Holly Holm did. Holly Holm, her most recent fight was about seven months ago against Amanda Nunes for the women's bantamweight title. That made Nunes the greatest women's fighter of all time. Raquel Pennington lost to Nunes back at UFC 224 when her Corner let her continue the fight when she said she can't feel her leg or she's very hurt. There's a lot of controversy around that in May of 2018. But she's come back strong health-wise, not record-wise. And I see Holly Holm taking advantage of this opportunity with the spotlight, the pressure, and her experience. It will be a safe fight for Holly Holm but she will win Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone if Cowboy Cerrone was coming off the two victories against Hernandez and Iaquinta I'd probably pick Cowboy but that wear and tear and the extra mileage and accumulated damage I think hurts Cowboy I think McGregor will have all the opportunity to find his rhythm and his flow whether that's with teep kicks side kicks the capoeira kicks, wheel kicks, the hook kicks, the heavy lefts, the straight lefts, the jabs, this newfound hook that he shows in training. I think McGregor will have plenty of time to find his range and his comfort level and beat Cowboy Cerrone in a decision and credit Cerrone but will be humble in victory finally and the doors will open for McGregor and a Masvidal fight or a Justin Gaethje fight, or a UFC title at lightweight or welterweight. He has plenty of options if he wins. He has a few options if he loses. So 
He'll probably win by decision. So they're your picks. Nasrat, Askar, Sadiq, Macy, Pettis, Godelia, Alinek, Holm, McGregor. I did well in 2019 for picks. I'm starting it off on fire. 2000. Uh, uh, whoa. My esophagus is on fire. That might be too much Frank's hot sauce. Those are your picks. You're welcome. What's... There we go. There's some light. UFC 246. Tune in. Tune in to the Iktagon. Hope you guys like the picks. Hope you guys like the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. Career news. Dropping next week. McGregor will announce his next opponent. Ike will announce his new podcast. We will see. At Iktagon.com. Instagram, Twitter, later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.